Today is Friday, March 18th, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. Medjugorje has been with Medjugorje Visionary Maria this past week in Italy and now is in Medjugorje, ending a two-day visit there. So he was present at Mariana's apparition and shared his impression of Our Lady's message that she gave today from our own radio studio in the Caritas Mission House in Medjugorje. So here now is a friend of Medjugorje from Medjugorje. So we come today to a point where we have Our Lady with us on March 18th. We know this is always a special date because Our Lady said it was to be so in the sense that March 18th has some significance connected to the apparitions of the Virgin Mary of Medjugorje for the future. We don't know what that means. Is that the release of the first secret or is there something going to happen on this date or will there be a special event? We have no idea. We do know this is Mary Anna's annual apparitions. And Our Lady says, even though it's her birthday, it was not for her birthday. It's for some significant thing that's coming. So Our Lady's message today was always another unveiling of the deeper part of her plan. And so we're reading it at this moment. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's annual March 18th, 2016 message through Mariana Soto. Dear children, with a motherly heart filled with love for you, my children, I desire to teach you complete trust in God the Father. I desire for you to learn by an internal gaze and internal listening to follow God's will. I desire for you to learn to boundlessly trust in His mercy and His love as I always trusted. Therefore, my children, cleanse your hearts. Free yourselves from everything that binds you only to what is earthly and permit what is of God to form your life by your prayer and sacrifice, so that God's kingdom may be in your heart, that you may begin to live proceeding from God the Father, that you may always strive to walk with my Son. But for all of this, my children, you must be poor in spirit and filled with love and mercy 
you must have pure and simple hearts and always be ready to serve. My children, listen to me. I speak for your salvation. Thank you. So our lady said, I desire to teach you complete trust in God the Father. We go through life, we do things that we trust ourselves and we trust God, we say, but in God we trust, do we? We haven't entrusted God on our money as we say we do because the system is corrupt and it's under judgment and it's all over the news every single day. And yet we put on our money in God we trust a noble thing to do. But that nobility that we carry in the idea of why we put it there has to be measured by the commandments. Our Lady says, let your life be measured by the commandments. This is a pretty profound message Our Lady gave long ago. By the measure of our life is the commandments. In other words, are we living by that? Do what we take in from the society and accept or tolerate, are we living our life and our witness, our Christianity, our faith, by the measurement of the commandments? And in other words, many people don't think it's wrong to do such and such and such and such. But if the commandments tell us not to do that, then we're not living our life by that measurement. What the commandments say, we all break. And in fact, Scripture says, if you break one commandment, you break all commandments. And because we are sinners and we break commandments, how do we, and what does it mean when our lady says, that your life be measured by the commandments? Because we as Christians know when we violate something, or we have sinned against God, we've broken one of the Ten Commandments in some shape, form, or fashion. And by doing so, we have to go confess and repent. That's our measurement. If I fail the commandments, if you fail the commandments, we run to repentance. If you don't do that, and one of the commandments that you violate, and you think nothing's wrong because you did that, then you don't have the standard to go by of what's right or wrong. It's not your measurement of your life the way you live the Christian life. And that seems like it's not so serious. But that's a sin against the Holy Spirit. Which Jesus Christ himself said, there's only one sin that will not be forgiven. And that's the refusal to repent. And so if we're not living by the commandments, by the measure of the way we live, the standard, the principles... That, hey, I failed this. I got to go confess to this. As opposed to someone who says, oh, I don't think it's a big deal. You're sinning against the Holy Spirit. People don't realize that. And they think it's no big deal. It is. Because there's one sin that will not be forgiven. And that's one who refuses repentance. So when we do not acknowledge the commandments as part of our life to go by, the standards that we live by, and when we fail them, 
we confess, I broke this commandment, then we're not living repentance in such a way that we will be forgiven. The sin against the Holy Spirit is the refusal to confess or repent. And this is the world we have today. And I said many Christians live like pagans. We go through our whole life like this now. We've got a whole culture doing this. The whole church is doing this. Well, this is okay. This is easy. This is We, we fudge on everything. There's no clear principle. And so a lady comes today and she says something very interesting. I desire to teach you. And then she says on the other side, I desire for you to learn. I desire to teach is an action about response of her lady, of herself to you and to me. I desire for you to learn, she says after that, is an action about response of you, yourself, to her. She's a teacher, we respond in learning. How is this method of teacher-student to acquire what a teaches and what we are to learn? First, she says that by an internal gaze. Secondly, she says by eternal listening. For what? To follow God's will. Incredible words. And we have people saying we don't have to have these messages. We don't have to believe in apparitions. And even if they're approved, we don't have to go by them because it's not necessary for salvation. That's not what a lady said today. And I've written about this in The Higher Truth and Ten Facts, those two separate writings. You need to download these things, read them, understand what's happening right now. Because if we don't have to have this for salvation, even if it's approved by the church, it's not necessary for salvation. Why did Our Lady end her message today saying, you must have pure, simple hearts and always be ready to serve? My children, listen to me. I speak for your salvation. That goes conflict directly in this whole thing we've had a mindset and the church has gone by for centuries that private revelations is not necessary for salvation. Therefore, you don't have to believe in it. But we're in another time. Not a progressive movement to the church and it's got to change its ways. We're in a time where the church is in trouble. Serious crisis. Where the mother of God, the mercy herself, is coming and saying, I desire to teach you to complete trust in God the Father. I desire for you to learn by an eternal gaze and an eternal listening to follow God's will. This morning from here in Medjugorje, I was going down the road. There's another group that wants to join us from Ireland. A lady knew, had just heard outside the church that I was going to be speaking. She was going to come tonight. She catches up with me as I walk back to the mission house. And she says, what do I need to do to be happy in life? What do I need to do? And I told her, this is before the apparition at 2 o'clock this afternoon, earlier today. This was after 10 o'clock mass. I said, it's very simple. For you to be complete, for you to be happy in life, all you have to do is God's will. 
This was at 11 o'clock. At 2 o'clock, Ali says, I desire for you to learn by an internal gaze and an internal listening to follow God's will. Our Lady shows us what to say when somebody is to be counseled about a question that she already is prepping us for a message. We see this all the time. I might write something a week before and a lady does it and says it. And in fact, we put out a whole thing about Medjugorje, prepare the world for the second coming, all about divine mercy. And our lady speaks about that today. She says mercy. The whole thing is to be purified. Be free in your spirit. Simple. We got a whole thing we're about to start with the 54-day novena, just for preparation to walk to the holy doors. Instead of just running through the door and say, oh, I did it. I was just in Rome before that. I was with Maria for the last five days. I overnighted in Rome, went to the holy doors. I stopped and prayed before I went into it, a whole rosary. Hundreds of people walking through the holy doors. They have no guidance of Our Lady. The church says go through them and you can be released of all your sins. Our message today speaks about that. When she says, Therefore, my children, cleanse your hearts. Free yourself from everything that binds you only to what is earthly and permit God to form your life. And that's what we do when we go to the Holy Doors as part of the release of our sins and the payment for them. Which joins with the prayers of the faithful across the world to do that atonement. And what the church says in its year of mercy, that we can be loose of our sins. And that's when our lady says, free yourself from things that are earthly, because that's where we sin at, our attachments to it, and falling from grace. That being the case, is it not so that as I'm doing the rosary at the holy doors, before I go into it, a whole rosary, that we should prepare a 54-day novena to do Everything we can to make greater the grace. Our lady once gave a message that says, even though intention is granted, the church has said, go to the holy doors, go to confession, go to communion, do a work of mercy, it's done. But she said, even though grace is granted, and that's what the church has granted, the more prayer with it, greater the grace attached to it. I don't like to do anything, even if the church permits it, without adding greater grace to it through prayers. So I'm kneeling down by the holy doors. I'm doing my rosary. I go into the holy doors. I stop and pause just as I get ready to go in, touch the doors, pray shortly, go back in and pray on the other side. It's an event for me spiritually. I thought, how sad. People are talking going through it. They're just, they know to go through it. They know what it does. They're not in the right mindset. And not necessary by their own fault. But the ignorance of not being able to follow Our Lady. The wisdom she shows us how to go through these doors. How to get the most benefit. How to be efficient. You buy a car, just got high mileage for per gallon of gas. Don't you want to do things spiritually that you get as much as you can out of the mileage of this what the church offers? This is what we're doing with this 54 Nordavina and for preparation for it. We don't want to just do it. We want to do it in a special way. 
Yes, I've already gone through the holy doors, but the 54 novena, I'll do it again. We have a great grace available to us, and this message today, if it's anything about this, is about what we're about to enter into and guiding people across the world to enter through the holy doors in preparation of greater, greater, greater graces attached to this spiritual walk that the church has given this grace to that now it endorses out of the blue. I didn't expect this out of the message today, but our lady gave it to us. So she teaches where to learn, where to be in complete trust, and what does trust mean? A firm, reliable truth, an ability of something or someone that we're in relation with that we build on trust. If you have a trust and you're a trustee of the property, it's for the benefit of one or more beneficiaries. We are to have complete trust in God as the nominal person ahead of our trust, which is our bodies, our souls, that he will work out for us the best for us. So coming back to this woman who came to me after 10 o'clock mass, we're walking back, and I answer her about how to be happy. I tell her, your answer of what you're seeking from me is very, very simple. You do God's will. And if you do God's will, there's nothing that you can do greater than that for your life. The next person may be different God's will for them. But each person has to wake up every day and seek that day God's will. In completeness. I pray for years. God, I want your will. I want to do your will. I don't want a free will. I know you've given me a free will, but I freely give it to you. Bind me to your will. Our Lady says, bound to the earth. And our Lady says, I want you to learn, I desire for you to learn to boundlessly trust in his mercy. That's what she's calling us to be bounded to. So I tell this woman, all you have to do is seek God's will. Pray. Do novenas for it. Say, God, I don't want to do my will anymore. I want you to form my life on your will. Our Lady says that free yourself from everything that binds you only to what is earthly and permit what is of God to form your life by your prayers and sacrifices so that God's kingdom may be in your heart. Do you know Caritas was formed step by step? Do you know Caritas is a manifestation of what God wanted? Not what I wanted. Because it was not formed by concrete. It was formed by prayer made into concrete. Free yourself from everything that binds you only to what is earthly and permit what is of God to form your life by your prayer and sacrifice so that God's kingdom may be in your heart. Caritas was built just this way. How's that? Because I went to prayer. I asked God what to do. Show me your will. Manifest it in my life. Caritas was born. It became something else. It became the largest Medjugorje center in the world because it's God's manifestation by prayer. Our Lady gave me a message in 1988 she spoke these words to me. Through Maria, she said, 
after asking her question to Maria, that you'll have to pray more and offer sacrifices. Today she says, by your prayers and sacrifices so that God's kingdom may be in your heart. The message that date in January of 89 said, pray and give more sacrifices for this intention. And so I went into the prayer prayer. I asked Maria several times through the next couple of years. I wake up saying pray. And we went back, did a nine-day novena at one point, and our lady says, you are in a time of prayer. Pray. And I continued to do that, and then the manifestation of Caritas just grew on its own. Which I learned through this, where our lady said, also on a question that I asked October 6, 1986, Pray and by your life witness through which you will attain what you desire. Therefore, pray more and live in humility. These words were spoken directly as an individual message to me through Maria. So I prayed to attain what God's will was. I didn't say you might get it. I says you pray and you witness and you will attain what your desire is. Therefore, pray more live in humility. So this is all the way back in 1986. Then our lady comes in 1988. I say this because we have something to shine and put forth that physically manifests exactly what our lady said today. Therefore, my children, cleanse your hearts, free yourselves from everything that binds you, only to what is earthly, and permit what is of God to form your life by your prayer and sacrifices so that God's kingdom may be in your heart. Those who've been at Caritas, it's God's kingdom. It's a kingdom of love. It's a place of way of life that LA has given us. All we must do there at Caritas is be successful in prayer. God's kingdom fruits from a way of life. And we have a way of life based on the messages. If you want to see the messages transform into life, which she said that, read every day my messages and transform them into life. That's what our community is. That's what Caritas is. I'm not saying this with any arrogance or any pride. I'm saying if you want to see it, it's there. All we claim to be is sinners. Frail, flawed people who, when we break the commandments, run to confession and are repentant. And our God in His goodness our Lady and her wisdom has built something there that is a window to the world of what waits for you if you want the kingdom of God to call on your family. And so I express this to this woman that if you seek his will, it will physically manifest into something physical on the earth. Not that you're binded to it, but that it plays out in your daily work your daily joys and contemplation and consolations that you receive from that, that you have heaven on earth. I went on to tell her, you will suffer, there'll be difficulties, not everything's going to be perfect, but you'll sleep at night because you'll be in peace because when you do God's will, you'll be in peace. It's the maximum way to have happiness, self-esteem, know that you have worth, you have purpose to get up for some reason. Instead of wandering through life for that purpose. Every single one of you listening to this has a plan of God. Our lady said January 25th, 87. You must pray 
to comprehend what your role is in God's design. God has will for you if you unionize your will to His. And nothing can be greater and you can't be any richer if God wants you to be rich monetarily with money and things and power that is destined for you is God's will. He will manifest that. But if God wants you to be rich in poverty, you will feel that. No different from the man who has material goods that you have in spiritual goods. And not that if he's doing God's will, he's destined to have those powers and monies, that he still wouldn't have the spiritual goods with it. Because if he's doing God's will, and it's for a purpose, that's all you have to do. And out of seven billion people in the world, there's seven being variations for these individuals, you and I, that God's will manifest. That manifestation is up to you. And your life, our lady says, will be by you permitting it. What is of God? He will form your life by your prayers and your sacrifices. And the result of that is that God's kingdom will enter into your heart. And then you may begin to live proceeding from God the Father that you may always strive to walk with my Son. Amazing. You can become happy. You can have everything. Even if everything is sad around you in tragedy. Simply by getting into the will of God. That's your only goal you have to do. God wants you to go to heaven. Tekawitha became a saint. She prayed for years to become a man of the black cloth is what she called him. The priest. His faith. After several years of praying, one showed up. Tekawitha had one communion. One meeting. One mass. The four years she was a Christian before she died. She had a disease, I think it was smallpox, which scarred her face. She lived the light so strongly that other Indians wanted to kill her. They were jealous of her. They wanted to destroy her. She had the persecutions, but she was in peace because she was doing God's will. And when she died... Her skin became whiter and glowing. The scars disappeared. And all knew the God of this little girl, this little squaw, this Indian, was pure. You must, our lady says, she always invites, but she said today, you must be poor in spirit and filled with the love of mercy. Tekawitha did that. You must have pure and simple hearts and always be ready to serve. She served. Even when she was persecuted. We've said before that Mariana said, Our Lady never put herself first. Everything you do from morning to dark and in the middle of the night is to serve others. Because if you're not doing that, you don't love. Because love is very simply putting another's needs before your own. Yes, it's a hard task to do. But you want to feel worth? You want to feel good about yourself? This is the path. This is the way it works. 
So we that cleanses our heart. This 54 day no being coming up is the way to do it. Adding greater graces before you walk through the holy doors. Even if you already did it. Let's do a replay. Make it stronger. Make it more powerful. You must have pure and simple hearts and always be ready to serve my children. And then I lay says something incredible. Three simple words that runs in conflict now with the people and the naysayers that say, well, we don't need to follow Medjugorje. The church, even if it approves it's just going to say it's only worthy of belief. It's not necessary for salvation. She says, quote, listen to me. Who's she speaking to? She prefaced it with saying, my children, listen to me. She's about to make a proclamation. This means, listen to me, everything she's been telling us. I'm your teacher. I want you to learn these things. So yes, we take it that way, but the message had multi-purpose. And if you want to take it literally, which we can do that too, she said today, my children, listen to me. I speak for your salvation. For you naysayers, for you who are weak, or you sit there and think, oh, well, the church doesn't require it. I don't have to pay that much attention. Our very salvation is at risk. There's nothing out there, nowhere, that can do what Medjugorje, that can do what God's will is to us for today. The God's wills today was to send the Virgin Mary to tell us your salvation. I'm speaking for it through my mother. Listen to her. Convert, change, trust completely in me. We had a man in the bedroom of apparitions. He flew from South America. He was very wealthy. His whole family came up, was in the bedroom of apparitions. He spoke to Maria before he went in. There were, he had two weeks to live. He was emancipated. He had been going to Houston spending huge amounts of money because that's the greatest cancer place in the world. He was going to go there and plan to come to Alabama when Maria was there to be in the bedroom, but the doctor said they needed him there. So he canceled. We called up and said, no. What are they going to do that our lady can't do? So he stands beside the bed. He comes anyway. He ignores the doctors. And Our Lady speaks to him, not through Maria. He felt something go through his body. He felt Our Lady, and he heard the words say, quote, Do not be concerned for yourself. Be concerned for others. I already said that today. We've already quoted it. Simple hearts and always be ready to serve. He knew he was healed. <clears throat> he said nothing to nobody, not even his family. He went straight to Houston. They looked at his x-rays. They said something incredible happened. Here's the spots of the x-rays on your lungs a month ago. Not only were the spots not there, there was no scar tissue. Then they showed him his liver. There were spots on there a month ago. As the chemotherapy healed him, there'd be scars there. They didn't show up. He was healed. Why am I telling you this story? Because it says, 
I desire to teach you complete trust in God the Father. You know what they told him in Houston? You need to make sure this doesn't come back. You need to keep taking chemotherapy. Why? Because there's a lot of money. This is above insurance what it pays. They made a lot of money. Charlie says, I desire your complete trust in God the Father. And so just in case, he continued to that. Chemotherapy can give you cancer. He got it back. And he died just a few months ago. I even said, if you heard this voice, if God told you this through Our Lady, then forget what the doctors are saying. Just completely forget what the doctor said to you. And trust God. And if it comes back that way, you know it's the will of God. We need to be praying our whole life. For when God calls us, we accept that. And if he wants to give a miracle, he will do that. If he doesn't, we've placed our trust there. But what happened with this man? He still depended on man. It's tragic. And so when he says these things, we need to evaluate. We need to look. What is attaching us, binding us to this world? I desire to teach you to complete trust in God the Father. I desire for you to learn by an internal gaze, internal listen to follow God's will. I desire for you to learn to boundlessly trust in His mercy and His love as I have always trusted. She didn't sit there and God the Father, don't let Him do this crucifixion. She trusted totally in God. The death sentence was there. Forget everything else. Oh, if you're in a car wreck? Yes, do everything possible. But when you know you have something fatal, and if you pray your whole life, and we in community, we pray for God to take us at the moment it's appointed, then when it's very clear that that's coming, we resign ourselves to that date. Because if he wants to have another time, he can take care of, we trust, and whatever is in front of us. We pray on all of our equipment, those who sponsored it, little plaques, praying for those individuals throughout their whole tabernacle on the retooling we did for a happy, holy death. We believe that. We are for that. And we've seen testimonies to that. And resignation, when death's door is coming to us, we don't need to strive not to walk with the Son toward that great day. Live proceeding from God the Father that you may always strive to walk with my Son. Why does she say that? Because we don't always do that. This friend from South America didn't do that. He didn't strive to continue to walk with God when it was so clear what he was up against. So we have a void in our spiritual life. The messages are showing us, if we listen to her, how the walk is towards salvation. That glorious moment, why we live for. Is it hard? Is it difficult? Yes. Especially if you don't have complete trust in God, that if he wants to give a miracle, he will do it. But we don't need to go to the doctors on every single thing when we know what's coming, how we're to walk. And yes, it's an eternal struggle. It's a great difficulty. But our lady said, with a motherly heart filled with love for you, my children, I desire to teach. 
I just spent five days with Maria in Italy. I came to Medjugorje for a couple of days. I'm leaving tonight. We spent a lot of time together privately. And I can tell you, after 35 years of apparitions, things are not lessened. Things are not weakening. Things are not going away. Medjugorje is more and more important. And yet the least numbers I've ever seen at a March 18th apparition was today. Why? Because you have factors in the church quieting it down. We don't have to pay much attention to this. The visionaries don't need to be having people coming around when they're giving the apparitions. Yvonne can't go speaking across America. This is a sin. We have every apparition, people who convert, people who are headed to hell, who change on the moment of those three to five, six minutes, as it was today, in the apparition, and change the direction of their eternity. And we got people in the church recklessly telling the visionaries, don't go speak. Don't have public apparitions anymore. And yet a lady continues to come. And people could come to that apparition and not go to hell or change their life or better their life. And a goodly portion of those do, if there's several thousand have testified repeatedly this, they are no longer headed to a perdition where they were going, attending that apparition because a lady prayed over them. Their minds changed, mentalities, conversion, all those things that happened afterwards or during a minute or even preceding that. This encounter saves souls and is going to save the church and the world. How many are lost in perdition that because they're not coming to the apparitions in this false assumption that they have to be obedient. Yvonne is not under any authority except if there's a condemnation of Medjugorje with his private revelations. He cannot be stopped. And to pressure him or tell him he can't have this is a false and a grievous, grievous loss for the last apparitions on earth that we'll never have again and every day that goes by that he or any other visionary, people are restricted from coming. To Our Lady who says, gather around me. Many times she says on the Mariana's apparitions, I've gathered you around me. Our Lady wants you to hear her. They're saying you can't go hear her. Our Lady says, listen to me. She's talking to us. Look at her message. It's so clear she wants people at apparitions. When Mariana's started apparitions, she says, I want everybody to come in the field 1988, Ali says, I want the public to come. And we got those in the hierarchy of the church saying, no, you can't. And they have not the authority to do that. Unless they condemn Medjugorje. They have to condemn it. So if they want to use that authority and make us be obedient to it, then we have to be under condemnation. And you can't do that. And I'm speaking directly to those who've done that, saying that we can't go to conferences, or we can't do this, we can't do that. You can't do it unless you condemn it. Because it's private revelations. We have the right, and we have the right to evangelize it. And yes, we will stick to your mandate, saying we don't take the credibility of the apparitions for granted, which is all we have to say to have this. 
Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Cardinal Mueller, tear down this wall. You're putting at risk salvation in many souls by these edicts that are properly written, that are misconstrued, and that is dead wrong. Heavy is a judgment for those souls who would have been saved, who could have attended these things, but were not able to, because they falsely believe that if they did, they'd be disobedient to the church. You're not disobedient. We're in a serious moment in the world. We need more people coming to the apparitions. We need to be more of these presence. We need to be more apostles shouting out after they've been beat, like Peter and John was, after they were told not to speak of Jesus, and they went out and did it, and were scourged, and went back out and did it anyway. Don't shut up. Don't be silent. Propagate Medjugorje. Be stronger. The salvation of the whole church is at risk. And the salvation of the whole world is at risk. As we are nearing the end of tonight's broadcast, I want to take a moment to encourage everyone listening tonight to read Our Lady's message given today in light of the 54-day Rosary Novena that will begin this Tuesday, March 22nd. As a friend of Medjugorje relayed earlier, there's no doubt in our hearts that she was giving a nod to our efforts to encourage others to put more effort into the year of mercy so as to gain greater graces for yourselves and for others. I want to read just one of the Novena intentions that is included in the new Caritas book, Medjugorje, prepare yourself for my final coming. It states, Dear Mother, with this novena, we pray for the grace to enter into deep prayer and reflection, to prepare to make a holy confession, and obtain true sorrow for the sins we have committed, and deep gratitude for the grace being received in this year of mercy. Before going through the holy doors, we pray for a complete detachment from sin even venial sins, so that we may have a full remittance of the penalty of the sins of our past. And what did Our Lady say today? She said, cleanse your hearts, free yourselves, or in other words, detach from everything that binds you only to what is earthly. A friend of Medjugorje says that Our Lady's coming is God's greatest mercy in the world today. There's many people who have devotion to the divine mercy, and that's wonderful, but oftentimes leave Medjugorje out of it. When a friend of Medjugorje connects the two, divine mercy and Medjugorje, with this latest book, Medjugorje, Prepare Yourself for My Final Coming, Our Lady responds to this in her message today, just four days before we begin this special 54-day novena. A friend in Medjugorje wanted to stimulate the interest of the people to realize the importance of the mercy year. And we have been getting a great response to this new material and want to encourage everyone to participate in it, to create a momentum of prayer. In just the first week since its release, we've already in our third printing of this new material, this new book. The first printing was in Words of the Harvesters. The second printing 
of 2000 was gone within the first two days that we announced this and began receiving orders. We had to go immediately into a third printing that was completed yesterday, and those books are going very quickly. We placed it on Medj.com, I think on Tuesday, just this past week, and I already have 550 downloads for this book. So beginning Tuesday again, this 54-day novena on March 22nd will begin with people around the whole world. Be active informing people to download this. Order these books from Caritas. You don't have to start on the 22nd. If you get these materials after the 22nd, go ahead and begin your 54-day novena on the day you get the book. But spread it. Spread it. Spread it. Spread what was written and put together weeks before Our Lady's message today, which clearly and very amazingly is the message Our Lady asked of us today. And now we return to a friend of Medjugorje for his final comments. Maria's apparitions in Italy continued every single day. And one day there was just me and her there. That's a great privilege. It's beautiful to be alone with only the visionary and yourself. And you know that Our Lady prays of you. She said this after the apparition. But it's the Dead Sea if I want to hold this for myself. All the water flows into it from the River Jordan. Dead ends there. Salt. Nothing grows there. No fish live in there. It's to flow out. On the banks of the River Jordan, villages thrive. Because the water runs through it and it's an outlet. And so we can't put these visionaries in a position where it's only coming to them. It's not for them. It never was for them. They have to be in a position to be free that we can utilize every single apparition of the last apparitions on earth and how tragic, how grievous it is for all you out there who stand in the way all the way from the Vatican, not everybody in the Vatican, but some elements in the Vatican, all the way down here into Medjugorje, those who wanted to hold it right here, tear down this wall, free Our Lady, be whoever you are, even here in Medjugorje, where you think it's supposed to only be here, that the plan is only through Medjugorje. The world is called to be Medjugorje. That's what Caritas is. That's why Our Lady geographically has marked the place, because we won't shut up. She knew that. We have an American mentality. We have freedom. I won't be silent. You won't silence me. You can order me all you want to. You can condemn me and silence me, but there's nothing to condemn me for. I love my faith. The community loves its faith. We're Catholic, but we're placing this call above our faith and above the church because Our Lady's last apparitions on earth is for the whole world. Every person, every non-believer, every Muslim, every Hindu, everybody. The Mother of God has come here with the last words in preparation for the second coming that we can live through the systems that's going to be put in place and we don't even have an Antichrist now here in our presence, necessarily. And our lady's at risk in our daily apparitions. Seek this message. Seek God's will. Follow his heart. 
through your complete trust and your internal gaze and your internal listening to Our Lady, to God, to Her Son. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night from Medjugorje. We'll pray for all you who listen to this and into these days that come. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Mechagoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.